Hey, thanks for tuning into the So I Was Thinking podcast. If you would like to support us, it would really mean a lot if you could subscribe and share this with your friends and family. With that being said, let's get right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of So I Was Thinking. If you're a new listener, why don't you go ahead and follow us on the Instagram at So I Was Thinking underscore podcast. Um, and we, you'll get to know whenever we upload a new episode. So that's pretty dope. And of course, this episode would not be possible if it weren't for rabbit hole records. If you would like to record an album, a song, your band, your eye doctor appointment, Chris is your guy, hit him up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the first one or the second one? (laughs) The first one or the second one? Okay, do you see the red (laughs) dot? It is giving you a taste of what your eye doctor appointment on high fidelity sounds like. (laughs) Once again, hit up Chris at Rabbit Hole Records Productions. Honestly, top tier, if I'm going to be honest. I'll tell you what, you'll hear clearly. Yeah. Might not see clearly because you mess up, <laughs> you mess up the numbers, but you'll hear. Oh, um, it'll be crystal clear audio. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, episode <clears throat> six, five, four, three, two, one, six, six. We're, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Guys, six episodes in. I've lost count. Surprise! You're still listening. Honestly. Please keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Today, talking about an interesting subject, we got asked this and me and Felipe kind of talked about it and realized the conversation we were having was really good because, um, well, obviously you'll see why we like this topic so much. But the topic we're talking about today is authority. Authority. Say it with some authority. Authority. (laughs) (laughs) oh boy (laughs) Uh, oh i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) he didn't think i was in the splash zone there (laughs) no that was a lot of spit (laughs) uh that's all right all right well authority (laughs) (laughs) after a great start so authority Thoughts. So, what does Bob have to say about authority? What is how we how do we handle authority? What happens if we disagree with authority? What authority should we submit to? What authority do we disregard? What is authority? Who ultimately is our authority? All of these questions fall under the category of what do we do with authority? Yeah, and it's really important in today's society because before you had apprentices and masters, it was very cut and dry whereas today is your coach your authority is your boss your authority is Mm. your parents your authority is god your authority like what authority do you choose and when your authorities contradict one another who do you choose that's a good question felipe i'll let you go first um uh so so the person asked us this question they they asked what do you do I have a bubble in my throat. My bad. What do you do when you disagree with authority? Um, and it's interesting because like my, my theory is always like, um, 
I, I think I, I believe in authority, right? So I grew up like, <clears throat> actually, let's backtrack. I realized this week that I actually over-spiritualize certain authorities and I, I have no problem disobeying other authorities. Like, so for example, like Rowan and I had, had this conversation about like, okay, like if, if said authority or whatever tells you to disobey God or, or, you know, like it's, it's something against opposite of what you feel God is asking you to do or whatever, like you should clearly disobey. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. Cause you know, like this authority was obviously put there by God. That's Romans chapter 13. But I realized that like at work and at school, I've never had a problem disobeying a dumb rule. And, and like, I'm, I'm adamant about disobeying certain dumb rules because it's like, you don't realize how dumb this is. Um, whereas like when it comes to my leaders and, and, you know, like my pastors and my mentors, like a lot of times I, I am like, I'm like, yes, like, let's see, let's see if I'm wrong. Let's see, you know, maybe I don't agree with this rule or whatever, but like, let's see where, where the error lies. Like, let's see, you know, maybe I'm missing something here. And, and at the end of the day, like I thought the rule was dumb, but I handled those rules uh, a lot differently, or I handled certain situations a lot different than I did at work, where it's like at work or at school, at, at school for sure. When I was in high school, like I disobeyed every rule because I thought they were dumb. You know, like I, I never shut up in class. I thought homework was optional. I still do. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know why I get it. I passed the test. Stop giving me more work. But anyway, that was my views on, on homework. And I, I was just like, you know what? Like, no, you know, I'm not going to do this. Don't tell me not to run in the hall. Someone's chasing me. Don't tell me to get to class on time. It's irrelevant. You know, like, I mean, obviously I was just a rebel without a cause in high school, but at work, you know, like there are rules like, don't do this. Don't do that. And it's like, this is a dumb rule. I'm going to do this. And, and like, I have no problem disobeying those rules because I think they're, they're dumb. Um, and I have no problem disagreeing with my authority for whatever reason, when it comes to those rules. Cause it's like, I think, I think the rules are dumb. And if you believe strongly in these rules, I think you're dumb. I'm going to do what I think is right. What I, what I feel like is right. And then like with my pastors and leaders and mentors, I have no problem being like, well, let's follow. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's see, you know, like what happens. So that was my personal observation this week that I had at work when I was breaking a rule and somebody, you know, we were talking about it and I was like, why don't I have a problem, you know, with, with authority here? And I, it looks like I do cause I rebel, but you know, what do you do when you disagree with authority? I think that's a, that's an important question because, um, you know, like in disobeying, like, are you picking this? Are you, I think you, you put it, Right, like who do you obey when you have two authorities in your life that are telling you that are telling you different things? Like who do you obey? If God is telling you one thing and somebody else is telling you another thing, you know, like um, you know, if God says that you shouldn't murder people, but you know, like you're tasked to kill or you're being forced to kill if you're a soldier or something, you know what I'm saying? Like how mm -hmm. do you how do you reconcile the two? Or if you know, like somebody puts a gun up to your head and is like denounce God or, you know, reject God. I mean, it's a extreme example, right? But it's like, oh my gosh, like what, what do I obey? What do I submit to? Obviously I think for in those, well, in that second scenario, there's an obvious one, not an easy one, but an obvious one. But like, sometimes it's not always that obvious. Mm -hmm. It's not always cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, for me, authority is like, I'm all for 
trust and this probably is because I'm a teenager and I've kind of been trained to do this but I've always been taught to uh, like follow your authority whether it's like your mom your coach because they know better and so like respect your elders like it's a sign of respect and that's yeah. how I've always been taught and that's what I continue to that's just my train of thought when it comes to authority but in the future if like authority is telling me something that directly contradicts something God's telling me to do or if I feel like a rule that a certain authority has put in place is furthering or putting a wedge in my relationship with God I feel like that's when I decide okay I'm not I'm not I'm just not gonna follow this yeah and of course like what you were saying about how dumb rules you don't follow I do the same thing usually it's rooted in just laziness and being like I don't want to do that yeah like I don't want to do that extra work on the homework sheet and like I can just do this yeah or like my mom told me to clean the bathroom but I'm just gonna wipe it down and not sweep the floor because she won't notice like not what I'm supposed to do but it's what I do anyway and yeah I need to get better and of course there's always gonna be situations where I'm gonna need to get better and I'm always gonna be working on that but that that's how I see authority yeah it's God's God's law and then man's law so and man's law never comes before God's law mm-hmm yeah I think I think that's important so what do you do when there's conflicting like so like I think a good example because I think like the area for me like man's law to me like that's work that's school that's like the laws of the land um and and stuff like that but like what do you do when it's like your leader or you know like your mentor like in like in faith like what do you do when when that is like you feel like there's a conflict there you know like how do you how do you submit there because because really like authority uh, I, I think we have to establish like what our basis of authority is right so like it's number one, God. It's number two, you know, like no matter how old you are, it's it's always my mom and my dad, <laughs> no matter how old I am. You know, like they have a say in my life. Um, not about everything, but about some things. Like I respect them. And so like they get they get to have opinion and in, in way in my life. Um, and then, you know, like we have we have so much so much else. So it's like where do you and and Okay, so like, so like, because my thing is like, how do I, we're called to submit our lives to Jesus, right? Like we're called to live a life that honors Jesus. And that means picking up your cross and sometimes submitting to authority is part of picking up your cross. Mm-hmm. And, and really like the, the question, you know, goes like, well, when do I know that this isn't part of picking up my cross? Like, how do I know that like this is the right thing and the wrong thing to do or whatever the case might be. And I, you know, like uh, it's something that I struggle with because like I get to the point where it's like, you know, 
yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's something I, I should just submit and obey. But er, like everything inside of me starts to be like, no, no. Like I feel right about this. But like like the other part of me, like I get this internal struggle. Where it's like this is godly and so is this. Right. Like I've had leaders in my life like call me lazy or whatever and, and try to call something out of me or, you know, try to get me to see things from a different point of view. And it's like, but I don't, I don't see how what I'm doing is wrong, or I don't see how this, this, and this is wrong. How do you reconcile the two when you believe God is your authority? And so is this person in your life. And, and you feel like you're trying to please both and you're trying to submit to both, but you can't submit to both, you know, like in that circumstance. Like, I think that's where things get interesting. Yeah. Didn't, I don't have this verse pulled up, so I'm going to get it wrong. But because you're a priest, I <laughs> expect you to know what I'm talking about. But I feel like there's a verse somewhere that says you can't serve two masters because you will love one and hate the other. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the context of that was talking about money. money. Yeah. But maybe it could be applied to what we're talking about. And I'd rather love God than hate him. That's someone I want on my good side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Like, what do you, what do you do when, when authority, like, so really like there, there is, I think, I think we need to like establish that there is a, a standard, right? Like as Christians, we're called to submit and we're called to honor authority and we're called to respect authority in all shapes and sizes, whether it's your parents, whether it's your boss, whether it's God, whether it's a judge, a police officer, a soldier or you know like your your captain your you know your officer whether it is your teacher like these are authorities in your life we are called to honor and respect and submit to authority but what do you do when like authority starts to like mix boundaries or like try to have authority like how do you deal with somebody that abuses their authority um, I think a good example of this that we can see in the Bible is the good old story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because um, that's a that's a classic story of their authority, which Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so Nebuchadnezzar wanted to force them to do something that strictly went against what God said. And... I believe they were given like a few try or a few times like you need to bow to this big golden statue of me and they just said no and they they grounded themselves in faith and they trusted that um because they were respecting God's authority over Nebuchadnezzar's authority God would have um what am I trying to say God God would preserve them and they even said it's one of my favorite verses even if he doesn't yeah will continue to believe in him. I yeah. think that's so powerful because sometimes standing up to authority when it's not good for your faith or it goes against what God says, that has that is a really tough test. Yeah. And you really have to have a lot of faith in God in in order to endure that test. And so to say even if God doesn't help, even if my whole life crashes and burns, kind of what we were talking about before, I forget which episode it was, but if God took everything away from you, would you continue to believe? It's that verse. It's even if he doesn't, yeah. I'll continue to have faith and walk in the ways of the Lord. I think that's such a perfect response yeah. to challenging authority. I'm going to respect God 
And I think it's important. Respecting God doesn't mean disrespecting your human authority. You can respectfully disagree. Well, respectfully disagree. Um, I'm pretty young. I don't know a lot of circumstances, but in my, I'm speaking from my circumstances. Whenever I've encountered um, authority that goes against my faith, I'm able to be like, with all due respect, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And they might get mad, but that's on them. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to respect and maybe maybe it is cuz you're talking about submitting to authority and I think there's a time and place. So you can submit to authority and try to influence that authority with God's will. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to So going back to Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They were in the house of Nebuchadnezzar weren't I wish I would have read the story. Before yeah, they were priests. Talking. Like yeah. they were, they were some of his homies. They were some of his favorite out they of all of his him. priests. He, so they they submitted to his authority. Yep. They, even though he wasn't, um, he wasn't a Jew. So they knew that like he wasn't saved and he wasn't the best for their faith per se. Yeah. They still submitted and they still tried to influence him. But when they when he tried to push them away from God, that's when they said no. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't go over that line. Yeah. That that is the response you should have. That's the perfect submit, but as soon as cuz that that's what the devil tries to get you. There's a line that you cannot cross, but the devil doesn't make you cross that line by a mile. He makes you inch closer and closer to the line and then just a little bit past and then yeah. And then pretty soon you're super, you can't see my arms right now, yeah. but they're really far away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the devil could have used Nebuchadnezzar to slowly inch Shad. Shaddy, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. I, I just hate saying those long names over yeah. and over again. But he could have used his influence to just push them, push them, push them until they were fully disobeying god yeah but they had the wisdom and the discernment to be no this is the line and we're not yeah crossing it and i think it's important to note in their story too is that when they were brought to babylon from jerusalem that them and their friend daniel they were chosen and they were like standouts among all of the young men from Israel and from all of the other places that Babylon had conquered and, and Nebuchadnezzar favored, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar favored them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like they were spoiled by the King and over and over and over again, they had, they had a reputation. Like there was one point where like the guy in charge of like their house was like, you need to eat this food or whatever. And it was sacrilegious to them. And they said, no, you can, can like, you give us vegetables. We'll eat vegetables and we'll drink water. Like th- we'll eat this. And if we're, if we're sicker than everybody else, and if we're less healthy than everybody else, and if we, you know, if our performance fails, and if our performance starts to drop in, in, in our duties, then like, yeah, you know what? We'll eat whatever you want us to eat, but please like, like this is our belief. Like this is whatever. 
Like this is how we, this is like the the uh, relationship, the covenant that we have with our God. So, um, if if you just give us some vegetables, like well, like you know, like let put us to the test. And so they did give them vegetables. So like oh, that was like the first thing. It was like their life was a life of like like this is this is my covenant with God, and 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 like I'm going to do my best to live in it, even if you want me to disobey. You know, like and and then you get to the point where like King Nebuchadnezzar knows them. And, and like when it comes to submitting, this is where like the story gets interesting. And I think like this is this is context. But there were there were other people, there were other seers or prophets or some of the other people in authority in in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom in Babylon that hated the Jewish people and wanted to see them die. They were jealous of Daniel and his friends. And so they like they knew that the boys wouldn't bow. I'm gonna call them the boys because you're right. It's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like saying it all the time is like, come on, we get it. So they knew that the boys wouldn't bow, and so they wanted them out of the picture that they could advance their career in in authority and in leadership and whatever. And so they knew that the the boys wouldn't bow, and so they said, "Listen, you should make this decree, King, that whenever." You know, like you you blow this horn, everybody, you know, inside of this statue needs to bow and worship the statue. And the king was like, that's a good idea. Why not? Didn't even think about his boys, Daniel and the boys, you know, like he was just like, hey, yeah, whatever. And so, you know, like they go, the horn is blown. These guys, obviously, like they have no problem bowing to this statue because they're Babylonian. But, you know, they, they know that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they're not going to bow. They're trying to kill these dudes. And I think that's interesting that like submitting to authority never, it's never like, it never starts out, I think, as like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just disrespect you right now. But it Mm -hmm. it does start off slowly with somebody else planning your downfall. I mean, maybe not really always like that big of an outside influence or nobody's trying to kill you by making you, you know, like disrespect your boss or whatever. But like, it's a small thing, right? And, um, but what always interests me is like they they knew the consequence and they would not bow. They would not submit to that authority. But then I always think of David. And and like the interesting thing is like I, I, I honestly haven't figured out how to reconcile this yet. Um because you have the story of the boys and then you have the story of David where King Saul was his authority. King Saul was still king and and ki- the king was constantly trying to kill David and David had every opportunity to kill the king, to rebel against the king, to rebel against his authority, to be like, yo, king, you're Saul, you're tripping. You're, you know, like you're, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. And take him out. Especially since David was next in line to be king. He could have taken him out a long time ago, just made his process easier and, and done what he needed to do. But like, um, he didn't. He never did. He would not go against his authority because he believed that God put him there. And and he, it was not his job to take him out. And so with spears being thrown at him, with you know him and his friends always being on the run because of you know, like the king chasing them, trying to kill them, like they would, he would not fight back. He would not stand up. And I mean, like the one way that he would is like over and over again is like he would would somehow end up right in front of Saul and 
he would cut off a piece of his robe and then prove to him later, like, Saul, I could have killed you, but I didn't. Saul, I could have killed you, but I didn't. He does that like three times. And each time Saul is like, man, you're too good to me. Like, you sh- I would have killed you, if honestly, if I had the chance and you didn't kill me. Okay, I'll leave you alone. And Saul never leaves him alone until the day Saul dies. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, like, David's like, I'm not going to disrespect. And um, we have, even in the New Testament, we have Romans uh, chapter 13 that tells us that all authority is is... You know, like it's, it says this Romans chapter 13, verse one, every person must submit to and support the authorities over him for there can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment, which means that every authority that exists has been instituted by God. So to resist authority is to resist the divine order of God, which results in, sev- in severe consequences. And it's, it's interesting because like, we're talking about like civil authorities in, in this, in this chapter about how we're supposed to, and how resisting authority has severe consequences, which all creds to the boys because they were willing to die. They knew what their disobedience meant, but then still in the new Testament, Acts, Acts chapter five, I think it is. Let's look. Uh, Yeah, when the apostles started being persecuted, they, you know, like, and the Pharisees went after them and they were like, stop preaching in the name of Jesus, stop teaching in the name of Jesus. They were like, nope, sorry, not going to happen. And they were willing to die for it. So, like, how do you find that? Like, what do you obey and what do you willfully just go like, I'm sorry, not going to happen? Yeah, I, I think when we were talking about this, we brought up what consequences mean. And the difference between earthly and heavenly consequences. Hmm. So it says when you disobey authority, there are consequences. I think in the when the Pharisees said, stop preaching the Lord's name, and they said no, I think that was an earthly consequence. Yeah, because they're going to die. Every, every, every action you have has a consequence, good or bad. And so the consequence for that action was that like they were gonna they risked their lives and I weren't all of them executed or poisoned at some yeah, point yeah except for except for John Slimmy <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> he really was God's favorite he was so were all of the other ones but I think I think sometimes it comes down to whether you want earthly consequences or heavenly consequences. Hmm. Take the boy's example. Bowing down to the statue would have resulted in a heavenly consequence. Because I think disobeying disobeying God, <clears throat> disobeying God's authority results in heavenly consequences. Disobeying with earthly authority. Yep. Yeah. Has, I think you know has, has earthly, earthly consequences. consequences yeah. Sorry, I didn't finish that thought because I was <laughs> trying to determine whether or not it made sense. Let's go with it. <laughs> Tell me if I have bad theology, but um, sorry, I'm th- thinking. But um, where was I going? So when when they didn't bow. They had an earthly consequence, but then God intervened and saved them in the middle of that. When mm. the apostles were being persecuted because of their beliefs, 
that was a earthly consequence for their a- heavenly action. The the heavenly consequence for them serving God was that like they're spreading the word, they're spreading the good news of the gospel to people and this is a historical rant cuz I like history. The persecution of the Christians was almost perfect because it made Christianity one of the most one of the fastest spreading religions to ever happen because people saw that saw this persecution and they thought to themselves like hmm why are why are why are these people dying for something like they must really believe this is true yeah so more and more people got involved which is really cool um but i feel like that's what that's what those consequences mean yeah like severe consequences that could very easily mean this person might come to kill you but yeah or you might go to jail yeah but in in our context today yeah and but in the eyes of god it's like he that's almost what he calls us like calls us to be Mm -hmm. you have to people might not like you because you follow me yeah and i think i think that there is I think what we miss is is that we, th- for the most part, when we disobey, we do so in a rebellious attitude, whereas I think the right way to disagree with authority, the right way to not submit to authority, as weird as that sounds, is to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? Jesus talks about like that there is a right way to settle disputes between believers. And it involves getting other people involved. It involves, you know, like, you know, if I, Rowan, you're the boss of this podcast, you're the CEO. If I disagree with you on something, my job is to go and talk to you, right? Like, you're my boss. I go and I talk to you and I'm like, hey, I don't disagree. I don't agree with this, whatever. And we, and if, and then, you know, like we talk about it. If, if I still like, if we finish that conversation I'm and I, we still don't get any resolve, you know, like I'm going to go sit down with somebody else and be like, listen, I had this conversation. This is the situation. I, this is what Rowan's asking me to do. I disagree with it. Here's why, like, am I crazy? And then the three of us sit down and we have a conversation and you get to share your side as well. And we get to somehow come to a conclusion. And then if you can't, you're supposed to go to another person. So whoever your boss is, and there's only two of us. So I don't know if you, if we have a boss yeah okay (laughs) um yeah so then we go to her and you know like we figure out like hey there's a disagreement we we've we've gone through all these steps we still can't figure it out like what how do we how do we come to and after that if we still can't then the consequence is like we have to split ways like we have to figure something out like we Either you give up or I give up. Or if we absolutely can't find middle ground, common ground, then we go our separate ways or we step down or whatever the case might be. And and that's that's okay. Like that's part of the con- the consequences of disagreements. But there's a right way, I think, to disagree and to not submit to authority. And it's having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's having multiple conversations. And, and, you know, like the truth is like, I think sometimes the things that you disagree about, the some, sometimes the things that you're passionate about, maybe they really mean a lot to you for a reason. Maybe that's, you know, like a, a direction or that something or whatever the case might be. Like there's maybe there's reason why you disagree. And maybe it's part of like something that 
you know, like God innately put in you. Like if you, if you think that we should paint more during church services or whatever, like you want to, you want to, you want to set up an art canvas and you want to paint because you think that that's what, you know, that's what God is saying. And your people are like, no, maybe you shouldn't. And then maybe God's calling you to be an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> maybe not during church service hours, like when everybody's there on Sunday, but like in your own time, you know, like go pursue paint, art. Paint murals for the yeah. kids minister. Yeah, exactly. Do something like that. Or, you know, like if you, uh, what's, what's something else? Uh, I don't know, but you know, like maybe there's a reason for your interpretive dancer. Yeah, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go interpret your own dance in your room, right? Like, don't yeah. do. We don't want to see that. Not in front of us. We don't want to see that. Although, if you think dancing, you know, like it's it's nice and all, like good for you. Huge disclaimer: If you're an uh, interpretive dancer, please continue listening. <laughs> yeah, we're not ignorant. We promise. <laughs> I might be a little yeah. ignorant. That's that's what this podcast is about Is we're figuring stuff out about God together anyway So maybe I need to learn to be more Accepting towards interpretive data Anyway <laughs> um, Yeah, I, there's a right I think there's a right way To disagree with And not submit to authority But at the end of the day Like I think that verse You know, like And you have to believe that Like uh, the boys believed that Nebuchadnezzar was put there by God and if we if we actually read back through like the history, like if we go back in our Bibles and read the entire story, like God did send Nebuchadnezzar because God made promises to Israel that if they were faithful, that he would bless them, he would protect them, he would make them known among all the nations. And if they disobeyed, if they broke their covenant, if they broke their part of the agreement between them and God, that there would be consequence and and God, through the prophets, sometimes would be like, hey, because you didn't listen, these people are going to invade you for a few years and you're going to be foreigners and you're going to in a different land mm -hmm. and you're going to be slaves for a little bit. Like that was that was actual conversations. It was like, OK, so God did send Nebuchadnezzar to take over Jerusalem and make all of this happen. Like God had a plan for Nebuchadnezzar. God put him there as the authority, but they knew disobeying the authority that God put there would have consequences. But the, yeah, you're right. Like they're like, let's do it. Let's disobey. Like we we disagree, King. And even when they went to the king, they had that conversation. Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's they were brought before the king and the, the king looked at them and was like, Come on, I thought we were friends. I thought I thought we you know, like I thought you were my boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I thought you know, I don't know where Daniel is, but he's not here, he should be. He's chilling in the lions. Yeah. Man. That was before the lions then, you know, and and he uh you know, they had that conversation like, King, listen, we love you. We really do. Like, you're good to us. You're a good king. But our beliefs, our God, we, we just we just can't. We just can't. Uh, we're sorry. We apologize, but we just can't. And so if you're going to go ahead and kill us, go ahead and kill us. Because we think that God, we believe that God would save us for, for honoring you and honoring him in this. But even if he doesn't, you know, like, all right. Yeah, that's good. I think, because I think this is this episode is unique because there's no definitive answer. It's not do this, do this, don't do that, don't do that. Yeah, like you really have to have. This is where I would encourage you to open up your Bibles and kind of don't take our word for it and um read for yourself, formulate your own opinions on what God says. 
um, prayer. But also talk to people that are smarter than you about what God yeah. says. Sure. I, like, I, I say this all the time. I feel like I've said this a ton, but surround yourself with godly people and also smarter people and talk to them. Be like, hey. And for me personally, I'm going to speak to my experiences. Um, all my youth pastors, if I have a question, ask. Like, ask them, what do you think about authority? What What should I do if this happens? Especially these, like, kind of contradictory or, like, um, not contradictory, uh, ideas that don't have a clear answer. My biggest... Um, advice would be to talk to like talk to your mentor, talk to your pastor, talk to your youth pastor, talk to someone you trust, mom, dad, whatever, about like what what they think about the topic. Read your Bible, see what see what God says about this topic. Like formulate your own opinions and pray about it. And yeah. Really ask the Holy Spirit to convict you, um, because. I don't want you guys to get all of your information from just us because we're human and we get things wrong. Yep. And we don't want to mislead you. That's good. Yeah. And on that note, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of So I Was Thinking. Listen, if you like this episode, if you like all of our other episodes, check us out. We're on Apple, Spotify, other things. Anchor. Anchor, thank you for hosting our podcast. Um you're probably not listening, but you get to think anyway. Chris is sitting in the room as he always does. He's phenomenal. He's going to get another shout out at the end of this episode. But um, check us out on Instagram. Buy some merch. I'm going to make a plug every episode because we have some dope merch. It's really comfortable. Guys, it's so comfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> Along with all the weird things that you can <laughs> record with Chris if you really wanted to, we want you to know how comfortable... Our merch is, because it really is. I do everything in my merch. He gardens in his merch. He scrubs toilets in his merch. He walks his dog in his merch. He sleeps in his merch. And last but not least, he does math homework in his merch. I actually do. That's not a lie. <laughs> yeah. All those things. Especially the very gardening versatile. one. Yeah. yeah. Very versatile clothing. Plays basketball in merch. Like It's, you, it's flexible. It's breathable. It is. And it's also really soft. It's like a... Yeah. I think they use velvet on the inside. I don't know. Maybe mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of So I Was Thinking. If you liked what you heard, feel free to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. Can't wait to see you for the next episode. Peace, Peace out. out.